welcome to the podcast about interesting, everyday people. I'm Daniel Lance. I'm Paul Gilman, and this is Podzo One. Jamie Malloch is a Northern Irishman from England who, in a serious culture change, ended up moving to Alabama as a teenager. He realized he was pretty good at math from a young age and ended up getting his undergrad, master's, and PhD in mathematics from the University of Alabama at Birmingham by the remarkable young age of 24. This episode, we talk about all of that, as well as his family and his love for both rugby and American football. So here's Jamie Malloch. Jamie Malak, correct? Yeah. Welcome to Pod So One. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. He, he did say it correctly? Malak, yes. Malak. Mm. All right, so let's have a little fun with how your name's been mis- mispronounced over time. Can you give us the first four or five most common? Most common would be Mala. It's like people start the second <laughs> syllable and then just give up. They're afraid. You know? they're, they're afraid. They don't know what to do with the A-U-G-H. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah, but then you do get Malaf, and it's like, really? No. <laughs> Malag, and... That's usually the most common ones. Yeah. Malag. I hadn't contemplated yeah. that one. Yeah. That's yeah. good Yeah, I kind of went, I, I feel like sometimes Irish people say like the ha sound, so I just went with malah because of yeah. Gaelic, but right. but then you correct me, it's malak. Yeah. Or you get mala. Mala is one as well. Mala. say quick, mala, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What part of the world would you say your last <laughs> name that way? I don't know. They're just trying to get it over with. And I mispronounced it just a few minutes ago, and I said Mullock. Mullock, yeah. It's not, it, it's close, but it's, it's Mullock. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nice. All right, so now that we've established that, you are, in fact, from, or born in Northern Ireland, right? I was, yes. I was born in a small town called Lisburn. Not really small. For Northern Ireland, it's not small, but you might consider it small here. I just tell people I'm from Belfast because people actually know where Belfast is. Uh, Lisburn's about three miles west of Belfast. Oh, wow. It's not very far. But it is a town. It is a town. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how long did you live there? I think it was less than a year. So, like, my parents were super young at the time. They were, like, my dad had just turned They were both 18. My dad had just turned 18. He was actually in uh, uh, Cambridge University at the time. So he, he was over in England. Uh, actually, there's a. He's told me this story. Uh, he, my dad, if you ever have, if you want to ever get my down here, it's like he will tell you embellished stories all day. I love Let's go. <laughs> but the one he told me of the night I was born was he was at he was at Cambridge, and I don't know if it's still this way, but back in the day, like you had to be a certain level of student to walk on the grass. Like, oh, right. <laughs> it's like that's, you, that's it's, very uh, British. Yeah, oh. it's like reserved for professors and you know, uh, <laughs> alumni and people of certain stature. Hey, idiot, get off the grass. <laughs> right. So uh, were there paths around the grass that other people had to take? Yeah, it's like courtyards, basically, okay. between buildings, and there's pathways around. And they might, I don't know if they have the crisscross. It's been, it's been a long time since I, I, I've been there. Uh, but they, So on the night I was born, he, it was snowing, apparently. So he says he went out in the snow, and he, and he wrote in the snow, it's a boy. And they got really pissed at him, apparently, in the summer or whatever, the grass died. No. <laughs> 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 so, and he wasn't supposed to be messing with the grass. Is that no, no, I mean he wasn't supposed to be on it for first, but yeah, yeah then going going on writing <laughs> writing things in the snow, they they that, frowned upon apparently. That, that called that caused the grass to die. Do you understand how he wrote? Ah, it's a boy. Never mind. There he it is. probably say made, less. He he probably <laughs> made the stuff the bit up out the grass died out, but <laughs> yeah, he probably never even went back to that spot. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but you consider yourself an Irishman. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but you you moved as a baby to England. Yeah, so, um, well, 
you know, I was, it was still the 70s at the time, late 70s, but it was still height of the troubles in Northern Ireland. And I think my, well, a couple of reasons. I think my parents wanted to not grow up in that environment, but um, they also were both going to university. And my dad actually left Cambridge, went to University of Edinburgh. My mom also went to a, a college or university up there. I'm not sure which one. Um, so we moved to Edinburgh when I was like one. Okay. And you're saying mom, not mom. Because a yeah. pro- proper British person right. would say mom. With a U. Yes. <laughs> Could you give us a quick crash course on the the Troubles? The Troubles. Yeah, so it goes back hundreds of years. And to be you know, I don't know as much Irish history as I should, if I'm being honest. But You know more than uh, Daniel Mary. <laughs> yes. <sir. laughs> but, you know, the English came over hundreds of years ago and, you know, basically enforced in, in, in servitude to for a lot of Irish. Mm. You know, they were forced to, like... Forced most people to uh, work in workhouses for very very low wages. While they took all the land, so they took everybody's land. Um, you know, only the the rich uh, English aristocracy could mm. own it. At least to my knowledge, I'm sure that someone watching your uh, or listening to your podcast might know more of this history than I do. Mm-hmm. It sounds right. But, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's when you know, potato famine happened, etc. People you know, didn't have food, and uh, you know, there's a big. You know, eventually kicked the English out you know, early 1900s I believe and mm-hmm. got got back the you know five of the five of the six counties um, of what is now Northern Ireland yeah well everything but Northern Ireland so oh, got it got it, got uh, it, got it. Yeah, so you got Ulster in the north which is weird because they got four provinces and six counties and the provinces are kind of never really figured out you know how that happened so yeah. people Ulster people assimilate well no, they not. That's not the right word. But they think of Ulster as Northern Ireland. Ulster is actually a little bit different than Northern Ireland. But um, anyway, yeah. So, but there's ba- there's basically a long history of Eng- or England like trying to subjugate Ireland, and then Ireland or most of Ireland becoming independent, and then Northern Ireland was left behind. And then what were what were the context of the troubles when your parents were worried and wanted to move? Yeah, well, it got really bad in the the seventies. I think it'd been going on for decades, but it really started to. Uh, you know, rear his ugly head, and that's when you just started to get, you know, southern paramil- uh, paramilitaries, mainly the IRA, saying like, you know, we we want our we country want back, yeah. right? right? So we're going to do that, and you know, it, it led to you know bombings and stuff, and uh, and reta- retaliatory attacks by you know you know Protestant paramilitaries in the north, like UDF, UVF, uh, uh, Ulster Defence Force. Um, Ulster Volunteer Force. There's plenty. There's loads of them, uh, and it just was tit for tat, like a lot of mm. a lot of killings that went back and forth. Um, and so it just wasn't, you know, when I when I when I was young, it was normal to like you would go, you fly into the airport, and there'd be you know, you know armed you know, armed, not police officers like army with you know machine guns and automatic rifles and you know all over the place, heavy. Uh, you know, Heavy, uh, heavy police presence as well. And then when you go around Belfast, um, you'd always see uh, army vehicles and checkpoints, and you know, people checking under the cars for bombs. It was that was just a normal part mm. part of life. This was still eighties at the time. Right. I, I was young, um, and it it just you know, the seventies was just bad. It came to a head, and then I think it was in the eighties where. IRA started to take their their actions into the mainland. They started to 
you know, start bombing places in England because they weren't, it wasn't working what they were doing in Northern yeah. Ireland. And yeah, even a couple of years ago when we were over in London, there were uh, public trash cans there and they didn't have, they weren't contained by metal containers. They were flapping plastic in the breeze because there, there could be a bomb just placed in a trash can. And if it's uh, plastic like that, you can detect it pretty quickly. But if it's encased in metal or plastic, you can't see it. And so even in London town uh, two years ago, it was like that. Right. Yeah, it's crazy to me. So it sounds like it, there, was, there was a rightful claim from the Irish for Northern Ireland. And also, the, the obviously, the English or the British believed that they had a rightful claim. But there was also some religious undertones to the conflict, I, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't glaze over that part, didn't even mention it, but uh, that's that's how it's normally uh, divided along lines of Catholics and Protestants. So I think the, the history was when the England retreated out of the large part of Ireland, the people, the loyalists, as they're still called loyalists today, who wanted to uh, remain with the crown, they basically all migrated to the north and say, well, you know, we'll, we'll, you know that's where we'll, we'll stay. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, the reason it's along religious lines is just, you know, Historically, queen or king being Catholic or Protestant was a big deal, right. even in England. Like in the, um, you know, there came a point where they didn't really like having Catholic monarchs, right? I think it's Mary, Queen of Scots, was mm. you know, murdered for that. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, there's just uh, a little closer to you. Oh, you're yeah, you're good. <clears throat> you know, and that was believed to be why, you know, the the Irish believed that the English wanted to subjugate them because they were, you know, they were Catholic and England was heavily Protestant at that time. Essentially Anglican, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that persisted, you know, in the, you wouldn't, in, when I was growing up, almost everyone in the South was Catholic as far as I know. I didn't really know many Protestants in the South, but in the North it was, uh, you know, a split, but it was mainly Protestant. Yeah. And it led to things like, you know, my dad and granddad will tell me when you're growing up, like you, you couldn't get work, like couldn't get jobs or couldn't get in unions if, unless you know you're Protestant. A lot of Catholic people were turned away from dock work. Mm. Uh, you know, Belfast is one of the biggest things they had was the docks there. Right? Mm, right. The Titanic was built there and the shipbuilding. Oh, and, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a bit huge. My Titanic museum there now because that's where it was. Uh, that was where it was built. They got these massive cranes called David and Goliath that they bring all the shipping containers in off. It's, oh, that's cool. How would you identify, or like, it's, it's kind of hard to tell just by looking at somebody if they're Protestant or Catholic. Yeah. No, you couldn't do that, no. So what would what, what would be, how would they know? Um, would they just know based on the people you hang with? Yeah, or... Or your last name, maybe. Yeah, yeah, last name was a good... They'd, and they'd ask, like, if you... Uh, that's, that's when he was growing up, you'd be on the bus going home, and you'd walk home, and a group of kids would stop you. They'd, they'd flat out ask you. You refuse to answer. They beat they you up, they and if, you, if, if they answer, you've answered the, the wrong answer. They'd beat you up. So, <laughs> so yeah, you had a pretty low chance of not being beaten up. Who? Yeah, if you just if you didn't answer or you gave the wrong answer, that it's better than fifty percent chance you're going to be beaten. Oh up. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. So, very cool. So but, your parents decided, all right, maybe not. We're not about that noise. Let's go to England. And your dad had already been in uh, in school. Were you their first child? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any siblings? I do. I have a, a younger brother who just turned, I think he was 36 the other day. And then I have a sister 
who's, I don't know, she's really young. She, not being compared to me. She's like, <laughs> I think she's 24, 25. She might be 26. She's just a few years uh, older than my oldest. Okay. So Wait, So how old are you, Jamie? 41. I okay. wasn't going to ask. Yeah. It's funny. We're going to get to the math part of Jamie's uh, life, but Jamie hesitates sharing these ages, which is funny, because the math is too simple. Yeah, well, yeah. Just, the ages change all the time. That's what, <laughs> they, so it's, they, it's hard they, to remember. They, they oh, do change God. every 365 or every 366 days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have computers for that stuff now. <clears throat> so, so what was uh, so England? I'm guessing is where like most of your childhood memories were. What was that like? That's true. Well, remember the we did go to we went to Edinburgh first. So I was there for about four years, then moved to uh, North of England uh, for another couple of years, and then. South of England and, and Sussex mm-hmm. I was there for about seven years. So I uh, don't remember a ton about Edinburgh, to be honest. Uh, weirdly, I do remember my second birthday party there. Mm. And, <laughs> no and the way. cake. I had this orange kind of cake. And second my, birthday party? Yeah. So the color of it, back to Northern Ireland real quickly, orange is Protestant? Oh, it is, yeah. Yeah. That's so you're surprised <laughs> I was given an orange cake yes. for my birthday? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's only oranges on top. I don't know if it was actually colored orange. That might have been a bit much. Uh, but, got it. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So you lived in every part of uh, the UK except for Ireland and Wales. Wales, yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. There's a song. It's a traditional song called The Flowers of Edinburgh. It's an Irish fiddle tune. Um mm-hmm. You're, you're throwing the hard G in Edinburgh. Yes. And, yeah. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Oh. Mm. How do you say Just Edinburgh without... Yeah, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Don't, don't let Malak throw you off. All right. I'm yeah. just going to say it. But so there's a, it's an Irish fiddle tune, um, and uh, it's, a really, it's a really nice tune. And I learned after, like six months after first hearing about it, that the, flower, the flowers of Edinburgh were actually a reference to how terrible the city smelled. And I know that really? you were very, very young, but I, I don't know if... Maybe that's what he remembers. Maybe yeah. that's what triggers the memory. Yeah, and maybe it was also a, a, an artifact of times gone by. Like, the city may have used to smell really foul because of uh, people, like, throwing their feces in the street or something like that. Maybe 400 that, years that, ago. Do you don't think bit, that's happened yeah, in Edinburgh like, any day? No, that, not, in, not in his lifetime, <sighs> I'm guessing. Yeah, that, that bit I don't remember. Uh, okay. No, the only bits I remember were the cake, and then there was one other time where... Um, actually, actually went on TV when I was young. So they they were interviewing my mom and dad. They went up in Edinburgh Castle. There's like big cannon up there, and we did this interview. I just remember I was playing on the cannon, but they were interviewing them because they were like you know, uh, you know, nineteen, twenty year old college student going to university and having a kid, and that's why they were that's why they were interviewing them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are the bits I remember. Oh, and the other bit I remember is my my bedroom was, you know, literally you know literally basically a hallway closet that you would put coats in. Like I didn't have my, I didn't have a bedroom. So I had a cot that was set up in the, uh, set up literally in the closet. Cause your parents were students. They, right. they didn't right. have a ton of money. No, yeah. none at all. <laughs> so how would you spend your time as a, uh, when you, when you were in England after you left Edinburgh, how would you like after school, what would you do? Growing up in England? Uh, well, uh, both my parents worked. So, um, I was, I was home alone. In fact, they let, you know, these days you get thrown in jail for this, but um, <laughs> I love it. I love it when the preface is what you right. just said. <laughs> <laughs> but from no, I would walk to school on my own from four in England. Right, that's unheard of. I, yeah, my, my parents didn't know any better. Then, you know, you <laughs> you just walk through the neighborhood. There was a road that there was one major road, but it had a, a a crossing light. It's not the same as a traffic light, but it's something that was relatively safe. 
And uh, they gave me like uh, 2p every day. And there was a little shop on the way home from the two, school. 2p is? T- two pence, two okay. pennies. So, All right, got it. Uh, and you could, you could buy like a couple of little pieces of candy at the store. And so I'd do that every day and walk home. And that, that went on for a certain time. And then at some point, uh, some parent called the school and complaints. About you being too young oh, yeah. by yourself. Yeah, and so the school called and like you can't have him walk to school anymore. So. They were, <laughs> they were 18, 19-year-old students. What did they do? Right. Yeah. yeah, well, they, we were also, also, they were 22 at this time. But oh, still, yeah, they yeah. were still, they were... Yeah. They, they were worried about their, their, their books, not so that, maybe their son walking home from school. That wasn't right. like an average, it wasn't average to see four-year-olds walking up the street to go to school, you would say? Uh, no, not even back then. Uh but I guess probably not too many years before that. I think that may have been the, the early beginnings of, of like your status as kind of a child savant genius. Figured out how to walk, walk, yeah, walk uh, walking to school on your own as a four-year-old <laughs> dodging traffic. Maybe without that sort of uh, mindset from your parents, maybe you never became a math guy. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what that connection is. I don't, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. But four years in Edinburgh. Edinburgh you, yeah. Do you keep yeah. throwing the G in there? Yeah, like burger. Yeah, but it's yeah, you know, it's Edinburgh. It's almost like you put the R early in yeah. the syllable. Edin oh like Edinburgh. you're cold. Like Edinburgh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Burr, yeah. I'll take that. Like Aaron Burr. Because <clears throat> I think like Hamburg, you know. The strong, it's a strong burger G. Yeah. Alright, so back to when you were in England from age five ish to twelve ish, what what would you do after school? Uh, well, back then my mom didn't work, so I remember going home and watching like my watching TV with her. My dad actually at the time had a he was on a road crew, like a greater crew, going out like doing road work and had to make money somehow, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I'd hang out with my mom. Um, though I know when I uh, later later on when I moved to the south of England, my mom did work, and then I was pretty much my own. So after school was a combination of either. Sports or just going home and watching TV. But I played a lot of sports as a kid. I played football, well, soccer, rugby, uh, judo, boxing, tennis. Oh, judo. Nice. And boxing. So let's explore a couple of those. And before we explore any of those, what's that weird sport you were telling me about uh, about a year ago? The Irish one? Yes. Gaelic uh, hurling. Hurling. Yeah. Can you describe uh, hurling for our listening audience? Yes. it's kind of like a mix between field hockey and lacrosse, um, except you don't wear any. There's no pads, no helmets, and the the ball is whizzing around at head height. It's like a like a little smaller than a cricket. It's kind of like a baseball, I guess. Okay. And just you know, it's a lot of people just go around whacking with sticks. Like I've never actually played the game myself. I've seen. It looks it. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. We don't Google typically, but we'll Google after we record. Hurling. Hurling. Okay. Yeah. And well, is, is it? Go ahead. Are, are, is it uh, encouraged or allowed to just whack people? From what I've seen, yes. Especially if they have the ball. If you have the ball, you better expect to get whacked. Yeah, you, you're you're going to get whacked if you right. hold on to it for very long. Right. Yeah. Now the, it might be. I don't know the rules to be honest. It might be illegal just to go body shot. But I think if it, if you're carrying, you have to you have to run down the field with a ball like balanced on your stick, and you yeah, have to, it's almost like a egg and a spoon. Right. Walk. But you have to yeah. kind of bounce it. I think it's almost there's rules like oh. like dribbling. Right. And if you if you're doing that, I think people can just come in and the, just the, take hacks. The, the, the Irish sure. form of dribbling, yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just upside down. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe right side up. Yeah. Depends yeah. on your perspective. All right, so you you rattle off a few sports there. We're not going to touch soccer because that right. that feels very international, and that's right. maybe not as interesting as judo and boxing. 
How old were you when you boxed and, and did judo? Uh, about 10, 11, 12. Is boxing like a pretty big thing in England? Uh, it, it was still pretty big then. You'd have some gyms. It, it wasn't massive. It would probably be bigger in Ireland, I would think. Mm. It's more, it seems to be more boxers. Well, nah, maybe not. Maybe for per capita, there's more boxers that come out of Ireland. But mm. Did you get knocked out more than no. you knocked guys out? You see, I never, I, uh, I never got to the point where I was actually uh, doing proper fight. They wouldn't let you fight till eleven, mm. and I started early. And then uh, at some point, before I got in my first real fight, um, I did uh, started to play a lot more football, and it just took up too much time. And when you say football, you mean oh, yeah, soccer. soccer, yeah. Which is hilarious because you're a big American football guy. I am. Which a big we'll, get to, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So boxing, uh, they were they let eleven year olds like just go at get it. in and just cage fight. Yeah. And no, like, so first time you got punched in the face hard, were you like, I like this and I want to hit you in the face hard, or were you like, this is stupid, I don't know what I'm doing here? It was I don't I mean they you're doing sparring so it's like very little you're up you do have your defense up they're never just like you're never just taking a full whack in the uh, face God. you might feel it on the glove and into your into your face but you're not. You're not just taking a whack. So you, you didn't get like a severe hook to the jaw that knocked you out. No, no. I'm more likely to get that in schoolyard fights. Than, ah, than, nice. than, oh, were there any, were there any schoolyard fights? Uh, a few growing up, yeah. Did uh, you win most of those? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you were bigger or tougher? Or both? Uh, I think yeah. I mean, probably because I was I wasn't that big. I'm more, I'm bigger now than I was then. Later, I was probably normal. Size, but I had massive legs from playing football and rugby. Okay, and I was fairly athletic playing all those sports. So I think it was just, you know, balance and. Did speed. you did you want people to try to take you on? No, no, I, I never started fights. But but, but once somebody started it, oh, you're yeah. like I, I guess I got to finish, finish it. it. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's the. And how would it finish typically? They would whimper home or. Um, probably a teacher. It was a school, uh, so that's probably a teacher yeah. break it up. Mm. Yeah, if I. Were, or you just did some? I, no, I think one. Some of them is just you get tired of. That's just silly. Like it was just like <laughs> you better stop doing that. Just run out of energy, right? And this is an all boys school. Uh, one of them was a boys school. One was at an element. What we'd say an elementary school. It was mixed. It was a Catholic school. So. Okay. So which sport would uh, kind of became one of your favorites? Uh, rugby and soccer are my two favorites. You're saying uh, soccer now? Yeah, because <laughs> just. Just for clarity. You've assimilated. Uh, so Paul doesn't have to uh, correct me every time I say football. <laughs> so, um, and, and with rugby, uh, there are two forms. There's like the, the rugby with a lot of players on each side, and then there's sevens, right? Yeah, well, there, there's, there's sevens, which is a crazy game. Like, you have to be insanely fit to play that game. Is it because uh, there's like no subbing? You just are on? Right, and it's so much space that's like you... It's just a lot of running. You got to mm. cover a lot of ground. There's no one to really cover up a mistake, and so you're out on an island. Um, but there's a, not only is there full fifteen aside and seven aside. There's also rugby league and rugby union, which are different rules. Uh, oh, how are the rules different? So uh, rugby union is probably the stuff you see more on the TV here. Uh, if you ever watch Six Nations or any of the the English league teams, it's mostly rugby union. But rugby league. Back when I was young, that was seen as the professional league, the ones that people got paid money to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's if it's that way anymore. But rugby league is basically it's almost like it's more closer to American football in that you're allowed to, you 
you can be you can get tackled six times. When you get tackled, have you ever seen rugby union? Like when you get tackled, everyone's falling on the ball and like trying to win the ball on the ground. In rugby league, when you're tackled, there isn't any of that. It's like you get up, you put the ball under your leg, almost like a snap. Except mm-hmm. you're, mm-hmm. That's the one you run, I've seen more. Then of. you go again, and then but on your you get six tackles, and on your sixth one, they usually end up kicking like a punt because it's like well. If we if we get tackled here, they get the ball, so we're gonna p- kick it away. Mm-hmm. Um, I always played rugby union though. It's it's the tradi- the dog pile one. Yeah, it's the traditional nice. game. Giant scrums essentially. Yeah, scrums and miles yeah. and rucks and I don't know what any of those words mean. Scrum, scrums when you see them like get in formation and then bend down and push like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like a mall is when the you're standing up and they haven't tackled the carrier to the ground, but a bunch of them just get around and like. Uh, run around yeah, yeah, yeah. and then a ruck is when they've been tackled to the ground and everyone is forming and there's a lot of rules around what how you can legally form a ruck and how you can't uh, they didn't really teach us all those as young but I've picked them <laughs> as I've watched TV over the time but the, yeah those are the three differences so. were, were you ever one of the guys that um, sometimes they lift someone up really high when they throw it in from out of bounds no no because I was uh, I was back because I was I was big and quick so I played fly half I also kicked so okay, the fly so half is generally the kicker of the team. Is it like a more defensive role? Uh, no, not really. It's almost... Like midfield in soccer? Yeah, it's kind of like they, they... You're the first person to get the ball out of the scrum or the ruck. Mm. Right? And oh, so you, wow. de- you decide whether... Am I going to kick? Am I going to pass down the line? What are, what are we going to do here? Um, yeah, I love watching it mm. when they have that line going up. and uh, The line outs where they... You know, and they just continually pass the ball... like. Oh, they, okay. they they pass and then they get bodied by somebody and then the other person passes right before they get trucked by and it just kind of goes down the line. Right, um, they, they, they very quick on the offloads. It's incredible. It's like, yeah, when they get trucked like that, it's almost like seven really good American football plays. But in American football, it takes like thirty minutes to get those. You get that in like twelve seconds. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's similar to American football as well in that all all it takes is like one defender to not be there or one like slip on the offense right, and you're done and it's over yeah it's it's very cool in that it's uh the weakest link type of sport and it's non-stop which it makes it a lot better than a sport like baseball or american football oh right? wow okay i i think so continuous sports are always better yeah I'm, just, I, I'm really happy since i started putting it more on tv here i can watch ireland play a lot more in the last couple of years than i ever have been able to well i mean there are a million channels right and right. espn covers like Things that aren't even sports anymore. <laughs> so, how, so those two forms of rugby. How do we think about those two versus, say, Australian rules football? Oh, Australian rules, yeah. Australian rules is a little bit like Gaelic football, actually, mm. which is it's weird. Like they use a, a, a an American football shaped ball, uh, but they also have rules that when they're running, they they have to bounce the ball, like or kick it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You yeah, can't yeah. just run like rugby. You can hold the ball and run. Gaelic is also like you've got Gaelic's play with a soccer ball and you can run up and down the field, but it, you have to either bounce it or like juggle it on your foot. So Australian you have rules to drop like it and, and kick it back up to your hands. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Australian rules is a little bit like that. I think they just bounce it. I don't know if they kick it in Australian rules because it's mm-hmm. hard to kick a oval. Much it's much harder to get that to come right, right, right back right. to you. So, but they bounce it and uh, the you know it's almost so similar to Gaelic because in Gaelic you can either score in a soccer goal. Or it has like posts up at the side of the soccer goal. So Why you, is that not popular in America? That sounds amazing. Know. Right. So you can either score a goal for I think for six points, or you can just kick it through the uprights for one, which is 
you can significantly easier can you do it from almost anywhere on the at least in the other the opponent's half. Right, right, right. Um, and Australian rules is like that too. They don't have any goals, but they have like I think they got four poles, and they got you get it, you kick it through the middle, you get more points, and you kick it on the side. So if, uh, if you're going for the middle and you miss, you still get some points, but right, not, not the yeah. maximum. Right. All right. Nice. So how old were you when you left England? Uh, thirteen. You were thirteen, yeah. and and your dad got a job in America. Yeah. And so, so you leave proper Britain. You leave Great Britain. You've basically lived in a few places in Britain, mm-hmm. and you're going to America. And I would guess the family's headed to New York, L.A., Chicago, maybe. Right. Maybe if you're getting crazy, you're headed to Miami. Mm-hmm. But you end up in Alabama. Right. How did y'all end up in Alabama? And yeah. by the way, that had to be amazing culture shock. <laughs> oh, absolutely was. Um, no, you're absolutely right. Those were those are the the towns you would think you would head to. Uh, but if we back up a bit, the reason we went to America is uh, we got our green cards in the lottery. So I don't know if it, they still do this, but there's a green card lottery at the time. They've given away hundreds of thousands of green cards in a, in a literal lottery. Uh, but back then, I don't know if they do it now either, but like they, based on your country of origin, there are more visas would go to. So Irish people had a massive lot in this mm. lottery. And these are visas for America. Yeah. And they're not just visas, they're green cards. Like you can come, oh, sorry, here, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. come here and live, which, mm. right. Um, and was that a thing? People really wanted to come to America? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, cause it's land of the free and opportunity, right? It's in the... Yeah, they, also, they didn't tell you guys about Alabama, though. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, that, I, I hate Alabama football. That's why I said right. that. Yeah. But to get in that, I think, if I remember right, my parents, obviously, Northern Ireland, they actually had British passports at the time. And uh, I don't know if they went and got Irish passports just to apply for the lottery so they had higher odds. Yeah. Or if the just lottery considered them Irish from where they're born. Um because I don't know if the Good Friday Peace Accord had happened by that point. Because by that point, Ireland considered you could do it, that. anyone yeah. cons- Ireland considered anyone born in the North as an Irish citizen, which huh. hadn't been done before. Um, anyway, so came here, and we were actually initially Dad was looking for work in Florida. Because I actually had an aunt that lived in Miami, mm. ah, so we were thinking about Miami. It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't uh, it was mainly because we had family there. Right. Um, and Miami had been the only place I'd visited in, in the U.S. before I came. Uh, but he was looking for jobs down there, and she found a company that, you know, they had a good interview, they liked him, and they, but they basically said, look, we don't really have what you want to do down here, but uh, we've got what you want to do up in our headquarters in Huntsville, Alabama. My dad here is Huntsville, Alabama, and he says, well, I said, I'm not going to Hicksville, Alabama. <laughs> Even he knew. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and they're like, no, no, it's not that bad. You know, it's like, you know, you know I know right now Huntsville is like, you know, this big aerospace defense town, which I keep hearing, well, the stat is that the, the highest concentration of PhDs are in the country. Sounds right. And yeah. they're like, no, it's not all that bad. It's, you know, nice progressive city will fly you up here. You can... Interview and someone else like okay progressive sure, if sure. you never go north of say South Carolina <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> yeah. so okay we'll f- fly up there and yeah and yeah so he went up there he liked it gave him a job found out I was moving to Alabama so I had to pull out my atlas at the time we didn't have <laughs> Google Maps or anything what, what, are, you, so. what are you laughing at <laughs> having to pull out the atlas <laughs> yeah, oh right. I get it I get it okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, there, there was nothing digital yeah, to go after. Uh, although, although they're right next to each other geographically, they occupy very different spaces in, in my mind, Alabama and Florida. Right. Uh, had you heard of Alabama at all when you found out you were moving there? And I think songs, I think. Uh, like rock songs? Like Sweet Home Alabama? Oh, yeah. Classic. Mm. Yeah. No, well, the, uh, I don't know. I, I think the reason I say that is when we actually left, when the day we were leaving to come to America, we were staying at my aunt's house and she was living in Chelmsford, which is east of London. It was close to, I think it was Stents. It was, it was either Luton or Stents at the airport. We flew out of, uh, and, and she was, she was close. So we were staying with her and the evening before, my granny and granddad came over from North Island as a surprise. Didn't, we didn't know they were coming. Right. So they just came to see us before we left. And my granddad came in with a banjo and was singing, I'm off to Alabama with a banjo. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> did he actually play? Or? Oh, yeah, he did. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, was it a uh, tenor banjo? Oh, that 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 I don't know. Okay. That, what is what is a tenor banjo versus like a regular banjo? So the the five string banjo that you hear in country music a lot is the American kind of banjo. The four string um, is w- the one that you find a lot more in traditional Irish music, and it's oh. only got four strings and it has a different kind of twang to it. It's probably a tenor banjo. Uh, sounds like yeah. Yeah, it's really common, but you could definitely you know you could play that song with with either one. Is Granddad still around? No, for Granddad died two thousand nine. He sounds like a cool cat. Yeah, he was a he was a cool cat. Yeah. And the stories that my dad tells me about him are he was a union boss in Northern Ireland. Tell us a story uh, about Granddad. I, I don't. I don't know if I know that many. Other than I, I got clipped by the around the ear a lot when growing up. What does that mean? Clipped around the ear. <laughs> Smacks, you know? um, my granddad. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, all I know is you know, um, gr- gr- the stories I hear about my granddad. There's two that st- step out, and they're both related to the troubles. Unfortunately, um, one was you know back when the troubles really started getting heavy. Um, my my dad's side of the family lived on an integrated. Uh, road and uh, neighborhood in Belfast. Integrated meaning Protestant Catholic. Yeah, because yeah. it, it hadn't really got to the point where people were separating out at least heavily. And um, when the starting the troubles came up, um, they started to send out. Uh, uh, they basically were kicking Catholics out of their home mm. and telling them you've got to go somewhere else. And this started happening in this neighborhood. And the way my dad tells it. Uh, like one night they sent off, sent around like uh, p- paramilitaries, which are, you know, s- civilian paramilitaries. Right. Uh, I think, you know, might have been the Tartan Army is what they called them. And the thing is, my granddad actually knew some of these people. Like they were, they'd been living together for years. They were at least neighbors. Right? And, and one of them friends, came yeah. up and said, like Vincent's my granddad's name. He's like, you know, you got to get out. They're going to come get you. He's like, I'm not. Fucking leaving. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, you're good. You're fine. <laughs> uh, bombs fine. are fine here. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't know all the details, but they did come one night on the door of a bunch of them, and uh, barricaded the door, and uh, they said, "Look, you got to get out." And there's like four or five of them, and apparently, after some back and forth, my granddad said, "Look, if you guys insist on coming in here, you can, but." Uh, I guarantee you I'm going to 
fucking kill one or two of you before the, before you the rest of you get me. Yeah. So you can either fuck off now and come back later or, you know, come in and they left. And, but they did, they did end up having to leave. I mean, it was, yeah. my parent, my, they still, they had like a, my dad was one of six kids. They were all still relatively young at the time. Right. And it wasn't really, it wasn't really an option. An option that avoided violence anyway. Mm. Yeah. So, but your granddad sounds like a badass. Yeah. Yeah, so I remember him. He was yeah. like a pretty badass. That's and, cool. And it's cool to have a granddad that's a mm-hmm. badass. It's not cool that the Bostons <laughs> were kicking the Catholics out of that neighborhood. Right. What's also not cool is the fact that Daniel's wearing a bright orange hat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You've got the green one on. It's like, <laughs> I, well, I'm with you, Jamie. Right. Wait a <laughs> second. But I can't. Compl- it's, you can't. It's hard to completely hate orange just because it's also in our flag. So that's fine. That's, 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 like, that's a good point. Is that, does but, that have to do with the Protestant? I think it does historically. Okay. Well, it's a great flag. That, so. All right. So you're at the airport. Granddad's playing on the uh, tenor banjo. Uh, you guys, the next morning or next day, are, are headed to Alabama, right? Yeah. All right. So t- tell us about landing in Alabama and what that those first few days and weeks were like. Well, we initially... Uh, uh, so when my mom and I first came over, we actually went to Orlando just because we, we came over before my dad. He was still cleaning, like... Tying up some loose ends, right? Um, and I think my first thing with American culture that really shocked me was uh, so uh, we were at the airport and we had all these bags like 13, 14 bags. You were moving, yeah, right? And it's like we were, and the guy, a porter comes up and like, Oh, let me get your bags. And like, never didn't know what a porter was, never, <laughs> what the hell is this? Like, uh, and so this guy moves our bags, we get up to the checkout, and um. Uh, actually, no, this time my dad was with me. So this might have been the second time we were over. Yeah. Um, and the guy was just standing there, like, and he's, and and he said to my dad, my dad, like, oh, what about the tip? And they were like, and so, like, Jamie ch- paid the man. And so I had, like, you were 13. Yeah. And embarrassingly, I had, like, you remember those stupid, like, bum bags or whatever you call them? Like, the, uh, the things you like wore. fanny packs, right? Fanny yeah, pack. yeah, yeah. You call it in in the UK. You call them a bum bag. Okay. Uh, yeah. I had one of those on, which is embarrassing to say. But uh, so do you have pic- you have pictures from this uh, time in your life? Uh, I may somewhere actually. <laughs> I think I have some of me in Disney World. <laughs> on, but, uh, so I was like, I don't know what to do. So I like open. I did have some money, you know, and I like pulled out a couple of bills, oh. two bucks to this guy. <laughs> And he was just like he's he's carrying <gasps> thirteen bags. He yeah, knows how far, right? And, and the thirteen year old's giving him two dollars, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he's he was just got really pissed. And he like started to storm off. And my dad chased me. I was like, whoa, 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 what's wrong? What's wrong? And he's like, he's like, I carried thirteen bags, sir, or something. Yeah. And he's like, can, can you give me at least one buck per bag? Right. Yeah. And then he's like, so what? What do you normally tip? And he's like, oh, it's, you usually get like a dollar a bag. Is yeah. literally what he said. Yeah. He's like, okay. I don't know how much he gave him, but he gave him enough to like have him not storm away unhappy. <laughs> oh, but I was like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, gave the guy some money. Good on your dad. Because tipping is not really a thing in in England for yeah. anything, right? Like, not even your restaurant server. They're paid normal wages. Ah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they they sometimes do, but it's like people would eat a 30, 40 pound meal and like. Maybe give a pound. Mm. Right. Wow. Yeah. There's no, there's no concept of percentage tipping. <laughs> Though, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised that they are now because I always, I've always felt like since coming here, I, 
Like the UK is sort of 15, 20 years behind the US on a lot of things. I stupidly mm. tipped in the UK yeah. a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they probably loved you. Yeah, it's like <laughs> American idiot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you were in Orlando, but that wasn't very long. No, no. And then, so when we came up to Huntsville, uh, oh, I, oh, I remember get, getting off the plane to Huntsville. This guy carried, we had less bags at this point. I don't know why. He carried like three bags, but I got like six bucks out. I was like, <laughs> please. <laughs> please don't walk away, man. Yeah. It's like, uh, and then we, we were staying in an apartment that the company, that my dad's company had uh, got for us for the first few months. And I just remember being super pissed because, um, you know, me and my brother, we were, houses were relatively small in England, so. We were in a two-bedroom flat in England before we came here, and we shared a bedroom. And one of the things about me going to America was like, yeah, I'm going to get my own room. Right, and we got into this apartment. It was a two-bedroom apartment. I'm like, that's not what I signed up for. America, everybody's supposed to have their own room in America. What's going on? Um, So I was pissy about it, and and then my dad gave me some leeway, and then after a lot of complaining, he was like, you know, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to hear any more of this from you. You're ungrateful. Of a kid, you know? So how old were you at this time? 13. 13? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I had phases with my brother where I'd, I used to like love being in the same room, and then I'd really want my own room. Right. But 13 sounds like that age where it's like, I'm ready to have my own. Right. It was. <laughs> yeah. So uh, was this when did, what time of year was it when you came over? It was... Late summer, early fall. And the only reason I remember that is because I was there in time for school. Um, but I didn't start school for a while. Mm. Just ended up going in the middle, like a few weeks or a month into the school year. So October-ish. Well, no, Alabama starts school in like August. Oh, okay. So, so it was like September. September yeah. Yeah. And why'd you wait? Just because there was paperwork to do? Uh, I actually don't know. Yeah. I think it's... Um, I think it was because we, I want to say it's because we wanted to know where we were going to live before like starting school. Cause we ended up, we started in looking in one area of town that was supposed to be a pretty good school and spent a lot of time there. And then actually eventually ended up going to another part of town, which was also a really good school. In fact, I'm not glad I ended up going there. So it was a really good high school. Public or private? Public. Yeah. It was a blue ribbon high school. It was it was really good, actually. Yeah. What was the transition like from, uh, you know, scuffing with, uh, you know, schoolyard fights and stuff to going to Alabama? Was it was it a different from the British school that you'd been going to? Well, yeah. You have to remember, I I was thirteen. I'd been going to an all boys high school. I mean, all boys school in England, where you had to wear the tie and the sweater. And, mm. and then I end up. I'm thirteen year olds in high school, by the way. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to high school. It's integrated you're not wearing uniforms there's you know wait wait you say you were in high school as 13 typical 13 year olds are like in seventh seventh grade grade, yeah right but you're in high school because i think the way my parents tell it is they just thought that was what they should do (laughs) they made a mistake (laughs) they went they they didn't really know and they went to uh sign me up at the high school and no one said anything like so, oh, you so know, the conversion. You're, you're, not, you're not actually old enough to be in this class. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't actually know the conversion. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you were a freshman in high school at 13. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh, wow. and one thing, like, years... By, by the way, I think he's being humble right now, but we'll let, we'll let that slide. I'm guessing they figured out that you're a really smart kid, and they just put you in ninth grade because you were a smart kid. 
I mean, I was pretty smart, but I don't know if that actually factored into the <laughs> thinking or not. Maybe. Yeah, it was a conversion problem. Yeah, also, like the the in England, they have the year numbers, and year nine is eighth grade. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's another thing. That could have just been that because you start. We started at four in school, mm. whereas first grade here sometimes doesn't start till five or six. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, I think I had just finished eighth year actually. Now that I think about it. Eighth year, which corresponds to seventh grade in America, but then you come to America right. and you're so like, oh, ninth eight, year, nine. like going to ninth grade. Ninth grade. Sure. <laughs> it's probably what it was, to be honest. But was it? Uh, what was the um, adjustment like? Just being brand new, and also being from Ireland to yeah. all the other kids in, in the high school. It was just, it was a little tough at first, to be honest. Just uh, it didn't mainly. I mean, back then I was say I was still relatively small so I was this 13 year old and like there's you know 14 to 18 year old kids around yeah Um, not to mention the whole thing I'd been to an old boy school so being around young ladies 15 to 18 year old women yeah (laughs) and who you know no no school uniform either it was it was it was a bit of a change yeah um I imagine the dress code uh, requirements were different yeah it was a little stricter back then (laughs) put it that way (laughs) okay yeah um but it was it wasn't it wasn't that easy. Um, just it was a little bit of an being a little bit of an outsider and not. It wasn't that people were unfriendly. It just didn't really. It was just didn't really know how to fit in. And your accent uh, was pretty strong, right? And yeah, you sounded very different than a kid was, from Alabama. Yeah, I was. It's very strong Sussex accent at that point, uh, which you know people liked it and they were like, "Oh, speak some more, like mm. do this." Mm. Uh, but uh, I think just being younger than everyone was a little tough at first but I think by the time my sophomore year rolled around that sort of just you know washed away it wasn't it wasn't a problem nice so did you play sports uh in high school I did yeah I uh I played soccer started my freshman year on the varsity team nice because you well you were from England yeah yeah so um (laughs) Alabama introduced soccer for the first time maybe in the 80s I'm guessing (laughs) probably probably (laughs) But yeah, that was that was fun soccer high school. Like we weren't very good my freshman year, but we went to state my sophomore year. We were lost in the semis to the local Birmingham Catholic High School, mm. who had all the good players. Mm. Uh, they ended up winning it, so I tell myself we were the second best team. But yeah. must be. <laughs> um, did uh, when you first showed up to play uh, soccer or football? Um, let's call it soccer. Let's call it soccer. Yeah. Uh, w- were most of the kids like scrubs? Were you like, oh, wow? Well, it's interesting you say that because my first experience of soccer in the U.S. was I went to play uh, AYSO, which is Alabama Youth Soccer Organization. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I went out there and, I mean, being as humble as I can, I was like, this was, this was like, I was just like walking through people and scoring goals as well. <laughs> like, and I'm like, you know, I, I know, I know the U.S. is not very good at soccer, but like, Still, to, to, to this day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like this is, you know, I l- would literally score at will in most of my games. and But I was also get frustrated because I'd be doing things like I'd be tackling people and the referees didn't know the rules in there. But <laughs> I'd be getting called for, for fouls. And I'm like, what the hell what are you talking about? Like, that was perfect. That, that doesn't seem right to me. <laughs> right. Um, but that was AYSO, and I realized later that that was just like rec league, right? And that mm. was the reason why it was like so easy. Right, and right. then... Uh, Eventually getting into the high school team, like, oh, yeah, people actually do know how to play soccer here. And then I, later I ended up playing club. And, uh, you know, I was on a really good club team, but there were definitely p- 
people in town who are just as good, if not better, than you at that point. So, mm, yeah. yeah. Right. What did you do? I'm sorry. What did your dad do? What, what was his? So he was a he was a civil civil engineer by training. So he came, uh, you know, he that's why he ended he started off working on roads because he'd learn about like designing them and stuff in school. So right. he, yeah, he went to work for a company called Intergraph, which does a lot of mapping and mm. uh, infrastructure design. Apparently, I remember going around the offices and seeing things like you know, the the Georgia. Uh, the Georgia Dome up there is that what it was? before they did the Mercedes thing? Yeah, that's right, Georgia Dome, which which was considered a pretty um, amazing stadium. Yeah, yeah. Um, So they just did infrastructure stuff like that. Uh, So that's what he came over to do. But uh, he's been doing he's been working in IT now for almost twenty years for another company. Is he still working? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he he's what around sixty ish. He'll be sixty next month. Yeah. Okay. Did your mom stay and uh, take care of the kids or um, find employment? Uh, she stayed at home for a while. Um, she was an accountant by training. So she was an accountant in, in back in England. And she found like a lot of her certifications just didn't transfer here. Like mm-hmm. The accounting rules, like you got to have this certification. So she didn't work for a while, but she, I don't know how long it's been. This could be 10, 15 years now, but she's, she uh, is a tax advisor. She works at H&R Block now. So. Nice. Yeah, Yeah. been doing that for a while. Must be wildly different uh, from England to to here. All right, so how old were you when you went to college, Jamie? 17. 17. And and that's because of the conversion? Yeah, because I just graduated early. (laughs) I mean, just graduated at 17 because I'd started at 13. And you went to uh, University of Alabama, Birmingham. Yes, I did. And what was that like? It was interesting. (laughs) <laughs> it was, it's you know, back then, I think they're better now, but it was a very, like, an inner city campus. It was in the middle of Birmingham. Yeah. Um, didn't really have any areas that were obviously university campus. It was more of a collection of buildings. Kind of like uh, VCU here. Yeah. 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 Kind of like, yeah. though not as nice as VCU, I would say. Really? Yeah. Back then, anyway. I think they're better now. They've actually, I know recently they've closed some of the roads down and actually made a quad-like thing mm. uh so there's sort of like a, a little bit of a semblance of a real campus which i don't actually know if vcu well they do they have some of that some of the roads down there they're trying a little bit are blocked off mm. yeah they're trying know. where's the uh, alabama alabama like the football tuscaloosa is that close to birmingham at yeah all? it's like 45 minutes down the interstate to the west okay yeah okay my sister went there nice why'd you go to uab uh scholarship money Okay. Yeah, it was the cheaper of the options. Did you get a full ride? Uh, I got all my tuition, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. For, what, for what? <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you get a scholarship? I just think because I had high SAT scores, I think. Uh, were you really good in math? Yes. <laughs> I was. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it, was it this high school period in Alabama where you discovered uh, that you were really good at math or that you loved math or both? Um, I'd always been pretty good at it, to be honest. Uh, though it was, uh, I think going to Alabama, like I think the, the teaching style there actually worked better for me mm. than it had in England. Um, also jumping ahead that year, I think made me have to catch up on a lot of stuff. All right. Um, yeah, the, the teaching style in England I had was kind of weird. I don't think it was really that useful. So coming to high school helped for that. And I just, mm. I do remember though, like coming and they were doing this, um, uh, long division thing 
in my algebra class. And the, you do it a completely different way in America than we do at home. We do it. It's a. It's much longer here. I guess that's why they call it long division. We, yeah. we know a shorter way, um, which seems like the way to go. You're gonna get yeah, to the maybe, same destination. It's, I think it's similar to like you hear all this complaint about the Common Core math, and I've seen these videos of like how they actually do the multiplication. I'm like, why that? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's probably something like that. But I was struggling with long division. Like, well, I just don't understand what the hell is going on here. So, uh, but I went and talked to my teacher. He helped me out with it, and that was the last time I really struggled with with anything math related. So. And how old were you then? I was, that would have been th- 13. 13, 14, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so you went to college when you were 17. When did, mm-hmm. How old were you when you got your undergrad degree, your bachelor's? 20. You are 20. Mm-hmm. So is that like two and a half years, three years? Was, I mean, on the calendar, it was two and a half. It was three, three school years. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's quicker than I did it. How long did it take you to get your undergrad? Four. Yeah, I was a solid four. Down to the wire. My, and my parents were very happy I did it in four because there was a period there where I scared them. <laughs> they were going to have another semester <laughs> yeah. tuition. Oh, no, my dad was very clear. He's like, if you go past four, you're paying for it. You're on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so three years undergrad, that's not every day that that happens. And I know you have an, at least one advanced degree, but I, th- I think you have two advanced degrees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to get... And I, is it a master's in math? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so how long did it take you to get the master's in math? One one year. And how long does it normally take? I think two. <laughs> that seems ridiculous to me, Jamie. Right. But uh, a lot of it helped. The reason I was able to do that is I was actually taking a ton of master's classes as an undergrad. So. Oh, so while you were finishing undergrad in three years, <laughs> in you were taking years. a ton of master's <laughs> classes. <laughs> uh, you're very humble for a, a ridiculously uh, talented mathematician. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right, so you're 21 when you get your master's. Yeah. And how old were you when you got your PhD? Uh, 20... Just just past 24. All right, yeah. And how long does it normally take? I had heard it take like seven years for a PhD. <laughs> oh. Including but, undergrad? Or No, I mean, I, I think... I think these days they might be trying to cull that down, but I, I had heard, I, I don't know. There was people in the program who had definitely taken that long. Wow. Like seven years in the PhD. <clears throat> um, so but, what's, what's the, uh, usually with PhDs, there's something incredibly challenging. It takes you a long time to do. It, it, in theory, is complex. What did you have to do to culminate with a PhD? Was there a culminating moment as part of the PhD program? Yeah, you, I mean, you, you essentially have to do uh, an original piece of research that advances the area in the eyes of your peers or the, the people in that area and then write a thesis on it that gets accepted then you have to defend that thesis excuse me you have order here too oh, yeah. would would we would we understand it if you tr- attempted to describe it to us um well it was in the area of topology and dynamical systems does that Mean anything no. to you? you? You and Daniel can have fun for the next <laughs> few minutes. No, uh, I, I mean, uh, but I'm wondering, like, at what point, like, what, what is it like walking around in the world knowing that you are, like, better at math than everybody? Um, I don't really think about it, to be honest. Especially since I don't really use any of the math that I, you know, learned. I think that the most important thing it taught me, at least for my career, was just problem solving mm. and looking at things from different varieties. Do you, um, do you apply like some of the stuff that you learned from math or anything like that to, to, to your real world life? 
Uh, nothing beyond calculus. Mm. So wh- what were you going to do with your PhD? And what was it, it in again? Or what was the focus area? Topology and dynamical systems. Sure. What were you going to do with that? Uh, just, I, given that I had all the kids, it's like I'm going to get a, <laughs> I'm going to get a job. Oh, and... oh, oh, yeah, let's back up. <laughs> okay. So you, you had just turned 24. You get your PhD in, uh, I just say math because I'm a simpleton. Mm-hmm. How many kids did you have? Three when I got my PhD. Jeez. When when uh, I was twenty four, I wasn't thinking much. <laughs> you had three kids. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, looking back on it, it was. Were you parenting a lot? Yeah, we 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 worked it out. My I my when we, um, you know. She was finishing her undergrad. We did a lot of trading off of, you're going to school now, I'm going to school now. Mm. And after a while, once you get into it, it doesn't seem that bad. Yeah. Like at first, it can be a little intimidating. But once you, once you do it... Once you're in there and you have some momentum. Right. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't seem that bad. So you, you went the math route, and you ended mm. up with three degrees, essentially, in math. Because your undergrad, I assume, was in math. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just, it was so natural and so easy for you. Just like, I guess I'll follow the math uh, curriculum. Right. And I knew I wanted to get done quickly just because, you know, I did want to get out and get a job. Um, I just thought, I don't know why I thought this at times. I'm not sure it's necessarily that true, but I thought having a PhD in math would make it easier to get a job. Did it? Um, so I, I don't think it necessarily did, um, except for the fact that the job that I got, I wouldn't, they would not have considered me for it if I did not have a PhD. Mm. So I ended up going to work for a consulting firm in New York. Um, um, they also had a heavy arm in India. It was a, but basically everyone that worked there, it was either an, uh, someone from India had gone to IIT, which is like oh, yeah. their Ivy League kind right. of thing. Yep. Uh, you know, or you know, we had people who had it. My first boss had a PhD from Yale. Uh, some Cornell grads. Um, you know like top level schools. Right. Um, you know, they didn't have anyone from UAB. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I honestly think if I didn't have a PhD, they wouldn't have talked to me. Now I think plenty of other people would have done, but they, you know, they did end up talking to me. I interviewed with them. I did really well. They gave me my first job. So that worked out. So um, this, this entire time, Jamie, you do not sound like you're from uh, England or Northern Ireland or uh, Edinburgh or Alabama. Yeah. But you do say one word that I catch you occasionally saying. Schedule? Schedule. There yeah. it is. Ooh. <laughs> That's the only one. Right. That, well, yeah. and, and mom tonight. Mom. Yeah. And you can hear it in some foul sounds, I think. Like my A's, like I say water. Mm-hmm. Um, but then your R's are very American. He's, uh, a, he's a linguist, you, by the way. When you say started. I, I wouldn't call myself a linguist. You studied linguistics. I, I did. I did, yeah. And, huh. and I got a double major in it. Uh but oh, no, I'm, right. I'm just noticing it as a as a person with an American accent. Right. Yeah, I don't ha- I hardly have any less. I think it comes through in some of my A's, but that's about it. Okay. Um, and schedule. And schedule. Schedule. Why, why, why don't you say schedule? Because you hear schedule said by everybody around you. Yeah, and the thing is, I think um, my dad pushed that when I was growing up. I think a lot of people in... England actually say words Americanized because they watch a lot of American TV and mm. movies. Mm. So a lot of people would say schedule. And your dad but, wanted you to hold on to yeah. schedule. 
Yeah, but this is when I was in England. He would, you know, he'd be like, "No, it's schedule." Ah, right. And so it really stuck with me. And so I, even I, I think I used to say schedule too until he corrected me. And <laughs> now I'm. And now something bad will happen if you say schedule. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So. Uh, you, you and I should never compete in a, a math competition. I, I knew that a long time ago. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know how to have a math conversation with you, actually. Other than I was just talking about you getting degree upon degree. Mm. But you're huge. And it's the reason I corrected Daniel earlier when you said, uh, I think you said football, meaning soccer. Yes, mm. yes. Because I knew we were going to get to football. Jamie and I are in the same fantasy football league. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah and uh, I'm, I'm doing fairly well. Yes. Your team is solid. You're you're middle of the pack, and if you, I'm, I'm one game behind him, and, no, you're, no, you're, and he you're, beat me by point no, no, no. seven well, points. Well, when you say one game, you're really two games behind me. Could if you, you had beaten me, you the time if you had beaten me, you'd be one game behind me. <clears throat> What's your record right now, Jamie? No, it's five and four. You're six and three. I'm seven and two. Really? Yes. Oh, I must be confusing you with someone else then. So if I if you had beat me, I'd be six and three. Okay, and you'd be five and four. All right. Right? There's a lot of numbers going around right now. Well, not, but they aren't big numbers, so I can, I can still hang it. So uh, it doesn't matter to the playoffs, Jamie. Right. You and I play. That's that's right. But <laughs> but it's still fun as we're going through it. Jamie and I played a couple week, couple Sundays ago, right? Yeah. And played. I, what do you mean played? All right. Do we have to explain fantasy football to you? Oh, okay. Like your fantasy team and his fantasy team went up against each other, which is amazing when you say fantasy because it sounds ridiculous, right? right? Yeah. I mean, if you just stop and think about <laughs> fantasy football, like why are so many people playing this? Yeah. But it's fun to play, right? Uh, and Jamie, who grew up playing rugby, he uh, he did lots of things that were very European or very British, and now you are a big American football fan. Uh, and I'll just get this out of the way. I beat you. By the equivalent across what nine players, by eight yards, seven, seven yards. Sorry, so I beat him by seven, seven yards. yards and I almost came. Well, hold on. let's have a little fun with this. I wasn't really paying attention because I knew my team had some tough matchups. Right. I had a couple of bye weeks that weren't helping me. I figured I was going to lose anyway, and so I wasn't watching my phone or watching the games very closely. Jamie, however, may have been. Uh, Having a different experience than I have. No, I was because I knew I only needed. I think I had Fournette going Monday night. <laughs> he, he plays on my favorite team. Yeah, right. And I needed. I think I only needed like ten point eight points from him or something. And he had. He got close, getting closer and closer in the fourth quarter. He got down and it was like. Got, <laughs> and I'm not watching the game. Got it's in, my no, favorite he team. I'm he, not watching. He got the game. in with a point seven points. I'm like, okay, just. You know, I explained in Apollo next day, like, well, they, they he needed gave, eight yards, seven right, or eight, he yards. eight yards. They gave him the ball in third and one. He got stuffed, and then they <laughs> kicked the field goal or something, and then the ball went back to whoever they were playing. And I'm like, they just need to get the ball back. And they were going to get the ball back. It was like fourth and 15. And Daniel Jones, who, if you know anything about football, he's been freaking terrible this year. Was the like, Giants quarterback. Was completely yeah. lost, running around in circles, backed up, and like, last minute turned around and, like, Almost blunt, like closed his eyes and threw the ball to Sterling Shepard, or I think it was Sterling Shepard, like eight yards short of the first down, who made like two guys miss ridiculously yeah, yeah. on the first down. It's like, cause if they got the ball back, Fournette was going to get it and they were just going to give it to They're him. They were going to run it to him three, right, three times, yeah. Right. Because it, it was too early to kneel, so they would have run. I would have got that go. And then, like, now that they got the first down, I needed them to score and tie the game. They were eight points behind. They scored a touchdown, so they're going for the two point conversion. Daniel Jones, who I aforementioned has been freaking terrible this year, his running back comes out in the flat, wide open. He looks at him. He's like, no, I'm, I'm not going to throw it. I'm going to look left. And then he comes back right. Okay, I'll throw it to him. 
By that time, someone had been there. Were like co- seventy co- guys next right, to him, covered yeah. him, and they 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 knocked it away. But they called pass interference. I'm like, oh great, like, we, we got another shot. We got another shot to get it. He he's going through hell. By the way, right. oh, wow. I'm I'm not watching. Yeah. I'm not watching the game anymore. This is I, a roller coaster. Yeah, and right. it would have been awful for me because if I'm about to lose by two yards, right. and I know I'm about to lose by two yards, that's an awful experience. And you probably were thinking the entire time, I have so many opportunities right. so to win. To win. To this. win. And. So, yeah, I thought with the past interference, I get another chance to get this. I'll go to overtime. It goes to overtime. I'm definitely going to get my points. Yeah. And then the refs get together and talk about, nah, we'll pick the flag up. <laughs> and it's like, okay, game over. <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> and so instead of being three games behind me. Or no, yeah. Yeah. Instead of being one, I'm now two, I guess. Oh. No, I'm, I'm seven and two, man. What are you? Five and four. Oh, you're five and four. Yeah. Okay, got it. I thought you were four and five. Dang. I wasn't even sure I was playing Jamie that week, and then we see each other at work. <laughs> he like doesn't talk to you. <laughs> no, no. He, he, I don't know how you started the conversation, but he wanted to talk about the fantasy football game. I'm like, yeah, basically, like I think I barely won. He's like, yeah, yeah, you barely won, and Monday night was excruciating. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. But so would you, Jamie's really into American football. <clears throat> That's cool. Um, and so playing each other in fantasy football really just means like watching the teams that are playing. And we're actually not playing. Ra- racking up <laughs> yeah, the player points. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're sitting down and, and maybe count, counting some points. <clears throat> really, yeah. It's the only thing that gets me interested in the NFL because I'd rather want, much rather watch college. If it, wasn't, if it wasn't for that, I'd probably ignore the NFL. Mm. So let's talk about college. Are you an Alabama fan? Huge Alabama fan. And you have to be because you've spent some serious years in Alabama. And UAB has a football team, but they're not a dominant football team. Right. No, they're not. They're pretty, they even stopped their program for a couple of years. Yeah, which is like who stops a, right. in Alabama in particular. I don't know. All right, so you're an Alabama fan, and you love Nick Saban? I mean, he's done wonders for the Alabama <laughs> program, so what can I say? Is there anybody in Alabama besides Auburn fans that don't like Nick Saban? Besides Auburn fans that don't like Nick Saban? Uh, I'm sure there are. I wouldn't know who they were, though. They'd be pretty unusual. Right, yeah. yeah. So what? people that don't aren't interested in football, which there are some. A lot of people in the math department aren't interested <laughs> in football. <laughs> I don't know if that surprises you or not, but you it know. does not surprise me. No. Though. So, uh, why do you like American f- or college football versus pro football? Uh, well, growing up in Alabama, it was a big thing. Like, you know, that first when we just first moved to the U.S., you know, sitting around on the weekends, I had nothing to do. Like back then, you, I didn't even have a phone. You know how like everybody's, I'm in high school, you don't have a phone, so like. Even if I did, probably no one would have talked to me anyway because it was awkward <laughs> first year. But so you're sitting there on a Saturday, you got nothing to do, and you know you turn the TV on. It's like, well, there's Alabama football. Uh, so I spend my Saturdays watching Alabama football. And what I, what I year was this? This was '92. Yeah, they just won a national championship. No, they hadn't won it yet. They were about to. They were about to. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This was their first year, and I think the first game I watched was Alabama Ole Miss. I remember it pretty vividly. Ole Miss had these fucking ugly uniforms. I think they still had the powder blue. Really? Yeah. It was just, well, powder blue helmets. Yeah. Okay. It was. It was, it was bad. Um, but it was like, you know, and I, I loved rugby. I grew up, and I was like, yeah, I can get into this. And throughout the season, I really liked it. And then obviously, that was a great season. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of games you had to listen to on the radio. They're not all of them were televised back then. Right. Um, they they, had, they are now. Right. And then they were going up. You know, one versus two against the Hurricanes in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, that, I I remember that yeah. game. Yeah, and uh, yeah, multiple interceptions by Antonio Langham and a good game. Yeah, and uh, who was the coach of Alabama back then? Gene Stallings. Stallings. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He wore that ridiculous uh, jacket. Red jacket. Yeah, had this crimson jacket. He yeah. always had it. He was one of the last coaches to really wear a 
a suit kind of on the sideline. Yeah. But you you weren't over here when Bear Bryant was doing his thing. Oh, no. no. Yeah. I think he might have died by the time I got here. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I forget <clears throat> that I'm 10 years yeah. older than you, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you have any uh, things from rugby uh, that you would have liked to see in American football or vice versa? Yeah, I couldn't understand why they didn't pass the ball backwards more. I'm like, because, you know, you've got... You're like, it's so easy, guys. Right, yeah. Well, you got a running back, <laughs> say, running down the field and like eight defenders conversion, and I'm like... There's a wide receiver right next to you. Like yeah. you just pitch that to him, he'll walk into the end zone. But they never do it. Jamie, <laughs> you and I start our own like uh, it won't be NFL because it's too much money. But right. we start like a uh, a secondary league, and we teach them how to play American football like it's rugby, and we'll kill everybody. You think that would work? Oh What's my the, god! The yes. strategy now is like what, a, a bunch of runners just try to like push off the defenders and and create a lane for the guy with the ball? Is that like... This is, this, I see that happen a are lot. Are you asking rugby or football? No, this is football He's right asking now. football, and okay. we have to remember that he spent most of his life not living in America. Oh, okay. Yeah. But usually there's a guy running with the ball, and then somebody's in front of him just stiff-arming uh, right. the defenders right. that are trying to get him. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to making that V or whatever, that diagonal line, like in rugby, and passing it back. Yeah, right. t- time and space is very different in American football than it right. is in rugby. Yeah. yeah, there's an offside line in rugby, too. The defenders kind of come up. Too soon, mm. right? So, where in American football, there's just immediate Once head the ball smashing. Snaps, yeah, yeah everybody's just gone. trying to take everybody's head off. Do you think it would work well if, like, let's say, a, a like a world championship team of rugby was just tasked with being retrained to to learn football? Hmm. They'd have to get used to the pads, and it's it's a it's conceptually I, a pretty different. Yeah, game. I don't think you have people athletic enough to be like wide receivers and cornerbacks in rugby. Mm. Um, they're more like they're not. not don't get me wrong, they're great athletes and physical specimens, but they're just not, they're designed to run and do a lot of damage and take a, whereas wide rec- there's wide receivers that play American football that can never play rugby. They would get freaking destroyed because they're, they would last three minutes. Right. Yeah. Um, so you have to have a, most players have to pretty much every position these days have to have a bit of, even rugby though has changed a lot. Like when I grew up playing rugby, you'd have the forwards and the backs and the forwards are like, pretty much big fat guys that could you know, take up space and rumble and hit but nowadays it's just a lot more professional I mean a lot of sports are that way but it's the even the forwards are pretty much they're still big bulky guys but they're not they're a lot more athletic yeah they're not like big fat guys anymore. Mm. they're athletic and run you know but I think the reason I later on I realized the reason they don't pass the ball back A they don't practice it enough but I think just the risk of turning the ball over is too great in football. It's a big deal. Right. The, Especially the way they the clock is managed. Right. Yeah. And you've seen how they do the end of game stuff where they start throwing it around. It's like they clearly don't know how to do this they, shit. They have not <laughs> they have not been practicing that. No. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so cool though. I do get excited whenever that happens. Do the three of us want to start a team? Yeah. <laughs> An NFL team. Not NFL. Local. Like like a semi pro team. <clears throat> did that does that exist for football? Oh yeah. I've heard of the X leagues League, pop up all over the place. XFL or something like there that. There was the USFL back in the day, XFL. But I'm talking about like even uh, smaller than that, very regional sort of thing. Huh. Guys in their 20s yeah. that, that maybe played college ball but couldn't make the NFL, but oh, they still want yeah. to play. And these little leagues will pop up mm. all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I've been I've been thinking about getting back into rugby because I know they have like a I think they have like an over 40 team, and I feel like. I could still probably hang. Yeah, you probably can. With the over 40. You could probably teach him a thing or two. 
Probably. But, well, especially since you're 41. There are probably some guys in their 50s that are playing that have no business being out there. Probably. Yeah. yeah. But that's, I probably want to start there because, you know, the... Uh, you don't want to go under 40 right away, Jimmy. Right. Oh, God, no. Yeah. I'm not in shape enough yet. But, you uh, say, yeah. Like, do you have plans to play rugby? I would like to, yeah. But I am honestly, I feel like I, I did, I pulled a groin like a year ago and it's still not fully healed. Oh. So, um, I, I need to get in more shape before I do that. But I would like to try it again, I think. You I seem like a fellow that should play rugby again. Yeah, I feel like I should. Yeah. Are you worried about the uh, physical damage, though, uh, from tackling or getting tackled? Mm, not until you mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, no, I, 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 I bring this up because... I don't want to. I don't. Now he's be, never going to play rugby again. I, I'm sorry. I don't. Mean, I don't mean to be like being a party pooper, but um, I do. I have heard that rugby players are because you don't have the pads and the helmet, you don't turn your body into a weapon as much, and uh, they're actually trained at, at how to tackle well without like oh yeah permanent injury. Right. No, they they absolutely are like because you you, know, you don't go around launching your head to people. In fact, it's illegal. But uh, yeah, I, but the thing is, I think. Like, I played for years and years, and I never got, knock on wood, hurt once playing mm. rugby. Mm. The worst I had was I tackled some massive guy under 12. This guy was like 6'4". Tackled him. Under 12? Yeah. This guy was massive. Yeah. Uh, I tackled him, uh, and his boot came up and kicked me in the teeth. That was probably, like, the worst. But it was fine. Like, I was down for a second. Like, shake it off and get up. Yeah. Mm. But never... Um, Never had anything with a head, or because you knew how to tackle, right? You, you know. were taught properly, yeah. and like yeah. I, there's probably technique with being tackled too, knowing how to fall and and like not post your arm or something like that. Yeah, so you. So knees, I heard, I've heard knees are can be bad in rugby. Yeah, yeah. You see, see, I was a back though. So if, if you're a forward, I think you do get a lot more like kicks and knees to the head and yeah. stuff. Um. I don't know if they play me at back anymore, though. I, <laughs> if I go out and play, they're, they're probably going to make me be one of those forwards. They're, you know, when I get in shape, I can be pretty fast, so I don't know. Maybe they'll let me play back. Well, when you play again, I'm going to come watch you. Sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I wouldn't. That sounds amazing. I played rugby one time in a scrimmage. I had no idea what I was doing. And I thought it was American football. I'm, I'm running like I'm pretty cool. And I just got hammered. <laughs> like that, 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 that hurt more than I thought it should. Yeah. And I didn't come back. <laughs> You're like, this is a weird kind of football. People are like kicking the ball down the field. <laughs> You're right. like, all right. Yeah there's, yeah, there's a lot of backward tossing. I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> you have five children. Mm-hmm. You have a lovely wife. Tell us about your family. Yeah, so uh, Elizabeth, my wife, uh, we've been married. We'll be married twenty years next September. Nice. Uh, so planning. Well, we are planning a trip. Whether that will actually happen or not, with everything's going on, we'll see. Mm. We're we're planning on doing it. Um, yeah, and the kids, so uh, five of them, um, get the ages right this time because you know, they like I said, it does change. But you are the dad. You should know this. No, I I know. <clears throat> and you're a math guy. It's just they cha- it changes so often. So I've got Mackenzie, 22. She just graduated UAB. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, right on. Um, yeah. Uh, Declan's at JMU. He's Well, he's James Declan. We call him Declan. He likes to go by James now. So Because Declan's very Irish and James is more It's a great name, American. though. 
Yeah. It's a, it's a very Irish name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a senior at JMU. be graduating in May. And then uh, Aislinn, who uh, is our, well, she just graduated Tucker. She will be going to uh, USC in January. It, and let's be clear, that's not uh, South Carolina. No, that's the USC of Southern California. Southern California, and I'm guessing it costs a couple more bucks than uh, South Carolina. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just a couple. <laughs> Just a couple. Um, you know. Out-of-state California schools sound really cheap. Yeah. Speaking of which, they, got, they sent me an email saying i got to fill out this FAFSA thing. So we'll, <laughs> oh, yeah, I had to fill yeah, one of those we'll out. See yeah. what, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, and she her so hers is an Irish name A I S L I N N. We call her Aislin, though the proper Irish pronunci- pronunciation is Ashleen. Okay, yeah. why don't you call her Ashleen? Because uh, we we always decide we're going to call her Aislin, and that's what she is. Okay. My my grand my grandmother uh, Granny Patsy, who's still she's my only grandparent still alive. Knock on wood, I say that because unfortunately she's in a nursing home and did get COVID oh. last Oof. week. Oh, last uh, week. Yeah, just oh, wow. a few days oh, ago. Um, though I checked with my mom today, she's still okay, not having any symptoms. Which, given she's eighty-seven, she smoked her whole life, she drank her whole life. She's like a badass. <laughs> like <laughs> the fact, you know, no, good for her. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she lived know, her life. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she would always call her Ashleen. Like ah. she refused to call her Aislinn. <laughs> so. no. She's grandma. Grandma yeah, gets so. to do whatever they want. Yeah, and she's uh, she's our, our our actress of the bunch. She's going to do uh, dramatic arts, so she loves that stuff. USC is a good place to go. That's why she wants to go to LA. Yeah, so. yeah I get it. Um, and then we got uh, Brendan. He's a sophomore at Deep Run. He's in the Math and Science Center. No, Math. And, no, it's the Technology Center. My oldest son Declan went to the Math and Science Center when it was at Godwin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Brendan is super focused on his school. Like he's 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 he was he's probably. He looks like a mini me. When people see pictures of us, they're like, "That's, that's Jamie when he was that age." Yeah. Um, and he's also like, like super into school and really good at math, really good at physics. Loves like Elon Musk and like l- knows everything about like SpaceX and all that stuff. Like oh, he's wow. really into that, and he, he can tell you about like you know planetary orbits and how you know the exit speed of like all this nerdy <laughs> astrophysics stuff and I'm like, says his PhD math dad. right yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so he I think he, that's what he wants to go to school to do and then you got Kean he's the youngest another Irish name they're all Irish if you haven't yeah, picked up on that Irish. You haven't picked up on that yet they're all Irish names so, I haven't heard of know. Daniel in the mix so. right <laughs> um, so he just turned thirteen and uh, he's eighth grade. Quiocasin, so he's going to decide what he wants to do. And he he's the one kid that plays football. Ah. Like American football. All nice. Right. Fetty got his first touchdown just a couple of nights ago. What position does he play? Well, they're playing... Right now, they're not playing contact. Uh, they're playing... Uh, flag, essentially? It's not, yeah, it's... Two it's a version touch. of flag? Okay. Yeah. But he's big, so he... Uh, he just made the cut. Like he's he turned thirteen, but he's actually on the under twelve team because the cut was like a few days based on his birthday. birthday. Yeah, um, so he's big. Like compared to the other kids, like he's because he's almost as tall as me. Mm. He keeps saying, "Dad, am I taller than you yet?" I'm like, "No, no, you're not there yet, son. You know, <laughs> soon, but you're not there yet." So he sort of plays like a tight end kind of, and he can just like it's like if you can just. Master catching the ball above your head like this. Yeah. They can't defend you. Just, just. <laughs> yeah, nobody's <laughs> deflecting the ball up there. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but yeah, he got his first touchdown the other day. And so, actually, uh, Tracy's son plays on that team too. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
Tracy uh, Shoemaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her son is Chase. Yeah. Yeah. And he's 11. So he's a, he's maybe a year and a half younger. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. So where was the uh, last British Open played? Uh, it was Port Rush, right? Port Rush is in Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. Yeah. And for the first time ever or a really long time. It was his first time in a really, they had, since the Troubles, they hadn't had the British Open. All right, so tell the story of the British Open uh, the last time, because I, I think he's the last winner, right? Or did somebody, was Shane, there another? Shane Lowry, yeah. yeah. They didn't have the British Open this year. Yeah, so tell the story of Shane Lowry. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, the British Open's in you know, Northern Ireland for the first time, which, you know, I'm going to get really technical here. Northern Ireland is not part of Great Britain, so <laughs> okay, it's only part of the United Kingdom. <laughs> it's the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, but so the British Open, because you can't really say United Kingdom Open. Uh, yeah, so they go to. I'm pretty sure it's Port Rush, which is on the northern coast of Northern Ireland. Actually, really nice. The coast of Northern Ireland, like beautiful, by the way. If you get a chance to drive around the Antrim coast and yeah, yeah. got the Giants Causeway up there, the Character E Rope Bridge, Port Rush is. By the time you get to Port Rush, you're almost in Ireland. You don't go too much further, you'd be in Ireland. But right. um, so they had the the open there for the first time in probably since the fifties, I think. Yeah, a really long um, time. And Shane Lowry, an Irish guy, won it. Uh, and then, so I remember the next day, every Irishman across the globe loved him winning that, right? Oh yeah, I mean they Absolutely. had to. Have. And you had right. you still have family back there. Yeah, I still have my uncles, aunts back there. You showed me a picture of one of your uncles when Shane Lowry came into the pub he was in, right? Yeah, so Shane Lowry went out and partied in some Why local, wouldn't he? local <laughs> pub afterwards. And yeah, just lots of singing and dancing and drinking. And, nice. and my uncle was there and he said he's got this, he sent me this video of like, oh, look, here. Shane Lowry, he's got the he's got the the British Open. The cup. day off, right? Yeah. It was the day off. Yeah. He's like, you know, up on a table, like, you know. Jostling it around the cup, and they're all drinking. And yeah, Michael sent that to me, so I'm glad you got to enjoy that. All right, so to help you, so you don't get in trouble with your wife, talk to us more about your wife, Elizabeth. Yeah, so we <laughs> met. Guess, you'll guess where Elizabeth and I met? Mm. College. I'm gonna guess UAB. UAB. Need more, more, more detail than mm. college. Okay, because we did leave we fraternity did. party. No. no. Not, not a fraternity party. Um, rugby tryouts. No, okay. You're never going to get this. So Math just... class. <laughs> yes, it's close. It's very close. Nice. She was not my student. I'll just say that right now. She... <laughs> I did. T- I was teaching math classes at like 18 at UAB. Um, and the only reason I say that, so I remember one time, like after after this, the the final exam, the uh, the semester had ended, and they're like. Yeah, Mr. Malak. You know, they probably didn't say Mr. Malak. They probably yeah, yeah. said something else. Malak, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, do you want to come get a drink with us after now that this semester's over? And I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm 19. Like, they're like, what? <laughs> they're like, yeah, I'm sorry. Otherwise, yeah, it'd be great. Um, uh, actually, I don't know. If technically, well, I think when the semester's over, it's probably okay. Right. Um, but anyway, we didn't meet in math class, but I was a tutor in the math lab. And so she came into the math lab one day uh, looking for help, and you know, she got some help. And then the next day, she was there looking for more help. So what you're saying is she was into Jamie, is what you're oh, telling yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it literally got to one point where 
I would come in for my shift and she'd be waiting like at my desk to like for her help. Wow. And and at some point my boss is like, You're gonna have to start helping some other people. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Yeah. And so yeah. So we met we were both, I guess, probably I was eighteen or nineteen, I can't remember. Still pretty young. Yeah. Got married. Couple of years, twenty. I think we were twenty-one at the time we got married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and several kids later. Yeah, yeah. Here you are, and Everywhere. and she is a uh, Kentuckian. I've heard she's Kentuckian. Yeah, she uh, she studied biology at UAB. And she's a, I don't know if Paul know he might know this, but she's a uh, big into yoga. She's uh, mm. she's loved yoga. She's been a yoga teacher for years. She had her own studio in Churchill for a little while. She's a lovely um, lady. Yeah, she's very nice. She's very nice, and she got her, but she. Got her master's in biology at Villanova about 10 years ago, and now she is working in a VCU uh, lab, a biology lab down at VCU. So uh, you're, you're a father. <clears throat> you're married to her. Who is number one in the house? <laughs> what kind of question is that, Paul? <laughs> I mean, I know, I, I know my number. I'm very aware of my number. <sighs> I'd say we... Do a good job of balancing that. So out. I don't think you understand the numbering system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, I don't. It's probably those ones where I, you know I think I'm, <laughs> but really I'm not. Oh you know? man, that's good times. <laughs> um, I think we, no, we do a good job of think balancing things out, you know, especially now that Elizabeth's working and stuff. So it's like we, you know, our responsibilities are fairly equally shared. I would say, though I don't cook. Like I don't cook. I'm really bad at that. You've tried and failed? Yes. So this, might, this may not be a great story, but I'll tell it anyway. So the one time I really tried to cook, so I was actually baking. I, for Christmas, my mom got me a Jamie Oliver cookbook. This was mm. like 2005. Is he the naked chef? Yep. Is he the naked chef? I yeah. Think, I think he is. Yeah. Jamie okay. Oliver, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Is he Irish? No, he's English. Okay. Um, you said that with some... Uh, <laughs> with some, yeah, sounded with a some disdain. A disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... It's got me this book called Jamie's Ol- Jamie Oliver's Italy because I love Italian food. I'm mm. big into Italian food, and there was you know there's a section for meats, pastas, desserts. So I'm like one day I'm going to make this dessert, and it had this recipe for dessert. It was like this cake that needed uh, or was it a pie? I don't really know. Doesn't really matter. No, no. Yeah. but it's like you had to like roll the dough. And you had to get proper vanilla. You had to get the vanillas. Open up the seeds, like crush the seeds mm. into the flour. That's serious yeah, uh, baking. Yeah. So I did all this shit and I made the... the You're pie. trying really hard. Yeah, I'm trying super hard. This pie case, right? And then I'm like, okay. Um, time, then the direction, like put it on the middle rack of the oven and cook it for 30 minutes. And so put it on the middle rack of the oven, 30 minutes, come back 30 minutes later <laughs> And it was like, it dripped through the rack. It was like all over the bottom of the oh. oven. I was like, and this took me hours to make the flour and the dough, right? It's not, oh. it's not what the picture no. looks like at all. <laughs> it's all over the bottom of the oven. I'm like, and honestly, it, it scarred me so much uh, that I have not You're, 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 you're like, since. I will not spend more than four minutes making anything in the kitchen. Right. No. It's like, I'm done. Oh, man. Like, I still have that book up on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> 
hey, seriously, at some point in the next couple of years, you need to try that recipe again, and I we'll film the whole thing. I yeah. should. I should. Because it looked really good. Like, you had to get grappa and all kinds of, like, Italian things oh, for it. Oh, man. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, man. Oh, it was a tart. That's what it was. It was a tart. I, I imagine tarts are hard. They sound yeah. hard. Yeah. And like putting all that effort into making a big project and being like, this is going to be great. And then having it just dashed. Yeah. All right. I was, so I devastated. You should be devastated. It sounds awful. Uh, all right. So I think we're dropping our standard question. Sure. Or are we going to rotate? We could rotate. Do we have a question to rotate to? Oh, good question. I'm going to start the question that we typically ask and we'll leave it if you come up with a uh, question to rotate to. Does that work? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our, Go stand, for it. our standard question <laughs> that we're thinking about not dropping, but maybe not putting in the every time we talk to somebody rotation. Yeah. Jamie, you're 25. You have no children. And not, no not, PhD. Not, wait, and, wait, this is a standard question? Yes, it, it is. <laughs> no, no PhD. Okay. Well, it's, well it's, I mean, our, our guests don't all. We have tailor PhDs. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No kids, not married. You maybe went to school, maybe you didn't. You certainly don't have a PhD. Uh, do you join? And this is a this is a weird question for you because you've lived in several parts of, uh, and I'm I'm thrown off by the UK and Northern Ireland thing, um, and Alabama. But do you join the military? And you do that for a few years, or do you try stand up comedy every week for six months? Third option. There's one more option. Oh, I, really? Let's say. Uh, so this isn't the standard question. Join a, uh, it's the, it's the standard question enhanced. Mm. Uh, option three would be to, uh, join a monastery. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you Jamie's not going for number three. Well, yeah. I mean, given, given my history, I think we can cross three off the list. Have you not been listening the last hour and a half? But thank you for putting that option (laughs) out there. (laughs) You know what? I've been really thinking about not talking to anybody for a long time. <laughs> Thought I might help with the decision-making process. Right. Uh, this, by the way, this is our bridge to the uh, rotation. The we're going to rotate slowly. Yeah. yeah. So if I was 25, no kids, not married, military or stand-up comedy. That's right. Yeah, so I think when I was 25, if I'm, if I'm being honest about it, I think... The military at that time probably would have sound really hard. Like they got to get up really early. You got to go for these runs and says the math PhD rugby player. Yeah, you know. like all this just having someone like tell you what to do all the time. And you tell me if I'm wrong because I I don't know. I've not been in the military. Yeah, I, I only from what I see on TV. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not the same. Yeah. Right. Uh, you 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 bunks. You got to get up and shine your shoes with your toothbrush or whatever. But. That was true back in the 80s and 90s, for sure. Right, right. Yeah. Which is what, uh, I guess I wouldn't have been 25 in the 90s, but I would have been somewhat close. Yeah. Um, so given that background, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I would have chosen that. Uh, maybe try stand-up comedy. Though, to be honest, I don't, I don't think stand-up comedy I would have done too too hot in that either. But There's always the monastery, man. <laughs> yeah, Just right. Saying, yeah, I mean, I think you look past the monastery. It could be it could be a Catholic one, or it could be a Buddhist one in right. Southeast Asia. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, given that I wouldn't want to go to the monastery now, that's what I said at 25. But now, being 42 and looking back, if I, you know, maybe the military would have been the way to go. Like you know, you do, you learn a lot, you got camaraderie, and you know, at 25, now I know that you know, 
you know, chicks love men in uniform. <laughs> so it's, it's weird. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that would have played well, you know, especially since you don't want to go to the monastery. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No monastery and right. uh, chicks dig uniforms. I don't know yeah, what yeah. that's like. What's, what do you mean? Getting digged by chicks. It's <laughs> not true. <laughs> Just kidding. Nah, the uniform effect. I've never had that. Unless you consider a Boy Scout uniform to have the yeah, same no, effect. I, I think I it's know, different. Man. I think, you know, you know Boy Scout uh, uniform is maybe, kind of, maybe maybe not not kind of right, on par. Maybe not on the right people. We were not specific. <laughs> that that is a perfect way to uh, bring this to a close. I yes, <laughs> Jamie, it was uh, a lot of fun having you here. We really appreciate you joining us here, and uh, well, I had a lot of fun too. Thank yeah, you that, that was uh, that was a great. That's a good one. Yeah, good coda. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, oh, Jamie. Man. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to subscribe through whichever app you're using. To share your thoughts, head over to our website at podso1.io, and there you can comment on episodes or send us feedback directly. Thanks for listening.